Thank you for tuning into the UNI podcast. This week, we have Kat Harris, a Brooklyn-based online educator, digital content creator, and female empowerment advocate who loves God. For the last decade, her work was featured in Vanity Fair, GQ, Forbes, People, Who, What, Where, Us Weekly, and Glamour UK. Her vision is for women to know their beauty, identity, and value. She believes in the power of story, that done is better than perfect, quality triumphs quantity, and that every opportunity is an opportunity for growth if we choose it to be. Here's our conversation with Kat. The UNI podcast promotes love, happiness, and abundance. Through storytelling and sisterhood, they encourage self-love, a balanced worth ethic, and a healthy life. This is Ozzy and Caro, and thank you so much for listening to the UNI podcast. So we are so excited to have you, Kat, on the UNI podcast. We... We're starting a new file, actually, about relationships and relationship goals. It was something that our listeners wanted to hear from us. I don't know why, (laughs) but we decided to listen to our listener. Well, that's we decided to listen to our listener. Anyway, we decided (laughs) to, to, yeah, let me just continue. We decided to listen to our listeners and bring in people who we think are doing amazing or have something really special and influential to share in terms of relationships because I feel like relationships is a huge part of our life whether it's in terms of like romance or your friendships or family just the whole dynamic of people around you and people Mm. surrounding you has a huge impact on your own life I think personally so we thought you'd be amazing and you'd be able to give us advice that we can help that can help us to grow or not grow I don't know wherever whatever happens happens whatever happens happens absolutely and I'm so grateful to be chatting with you guys and are both of you fabulous humans. And yeah, I mean, relationships are everything, right? And not just romantic, but friendships, family, career, also romance. It's, it's just we're, we're fueled by relationship and it's, it's complicated and it's messy and there's a lot to talk about. So I am just so excited to be chatting with y'all and getting to know you better. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. You couldn't have said that better. Um, (laughs) So for our first question, tell us more about your story and what has led you to where you are now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you have four hours and (laughs) honestly, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, gosh, I'm trying to figure out where to start with this question. I never really know how to start this question. So I guess I'll start with I was a Bible major in college. I thought I was going to work for a church after I graduated, get married, start popping out kids when I was 21 years old, and I'm 35 years old currently, single living in New York City, living a life that I never thought I would be living, but is so much better than I thought it would be. But I, it's like I'm living this life I didn't know that I wanted. And I graduated college with this Bible degree. Two weeks later, moved to Southern California from Texas. 
I worked in the nonprofit world for a few years and got to uh, travel to Uganda for work. That's where my company was based out of. And then worked for another company based out of Burkina Faso. And from there, from the nonprofit world, I took a pretty big pivot and got into the photography world. I landed a job working for one of the top celebrity photographers in the nation and I had zero experience. I did not even know how to turn on a camera and somehow find found myself working for this incredible photographer in Orange County, California. Fast forward a few years, I started shooting New York Fashion Week with my boss and started getting booked on my own jobs and pretty soon after that started my own business again another thing I never thought I would ever do I just never thought I would ever be an entrepreneur started my own photography business moved to New York City to pursue editorial photography photography is still my main money maker and then in the meantime of that around eight years ago I started my blog, which is now a podcast and courses. And my first book is coming out next spring called Sexless in the City. But I leaving one fashion, New York Fashion Week, I just had this kind of internal God nudge. And I thought, man, I love taking pictures. And I also want to create a space for women to connect and know that they matter and know that their stories matter, regardless of their status, their the money they do or do not have in their bank account, and their their worth just comes from the inside out. So let's talk about that. So started the Refined Woman, oh gosh, over eight years ago now. It's transformed and changed a lot over the years. It started as a style blog, which it's almost laughable now that it was a style blog. And if you want to see some really painful, <laughs> bad style posts, just go to the archives on my website, The Refined Woman. And now I talk mostly about, I I say that I'm a hard question asker. If there is an elephant in the room, if there's a topic that people don't want to talk about, I am going to go straight for that. And I, I talk a lot about relationships, sexuality, desire, faith, spirituality, and kind of the merging of all of those things. So yeah, I do that currently through, I have a weekly podcast called The Refined Collective, and I have some online courses for single women of faith, and I do some relationship coaching as well. So yeah, that's, I nothing about my story is linear or like a traditional career route, but that's sort of how I got to where I am at today. I also think that's the fun of it, though. I feel like that's the fun of life, of it not being linear and kind of going where, you know, where life takes you and being there, I believe, and not having to worry about where to next. But sorry, Kara, I cut you off. Keep going. No, you're totally fine. But you said that you wanted to have kids at 21. That's kind of scary. <laughs> 21. Yeah, that is this scary. coming up for <laughs> me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, y'all have to understand, I came from the South. I grew up in Texas, and, you know, people get married really young there. And so it wasn't, it, it's not, it wasn't an odd thing at the time to, uh, I like, I have been a bridesmaid 17 times, 
And most of those times happened before I was 25 years old. Wow, that's yeah. I haven't been. Sure, I'm waiting anymore. for you. Sure, I wait. <laughs> you first. Be a bridesmaid. Well, I think I'll be a chief bridesmaid. I think, right? Is it maid of honor? Maid of honor. Chief bridesmaid. But yeah, I like yeah, okay. chief bridesmaid. I like chief bridesmaid better for sure. I don't know why I said that, but yes, Kara, keep going. Sorry. Um, but I guess what sparked your interest in becoming a relationship coach? I mean, I think with most things in life or well, I had a pastor one time and he said, if you want to know the source of someone's greatest pain, see what their greatest message is. And I would say that's definitely been true for me. And, you know, a huge reason why I even started the refined woman of being a place where women share their stories and know that they are worthy is because First and foremost, I have struggled with walking out in my worth and believing I was worthy and worthy of love or worthy of the promotion or the job or whatever the thing was. And so for me, I I think it was in my I was in my mid twenties, maybe twenty five, twenty six, and going through a bad breakup and I was so confused because in every other area of my life except for my love life, I felt super confident. I felt like I was growing and hustling and a lot of doors are open for me. I felt confident in who I was and my capabilities. But then when it came to my love life, it was like I just crumbled and I could not figure out why it didn't make any sense to me. I dated this guy who treated me really terribly, cheated on me a ton. He was a Christian guy, but like not a great guy. And it was in our the wake of our breakup, I started going to therapy because I just could not figure out why I kept going back to this person who treated me so poorly. It just didn't add up. And once I started going to therapy my counselor kept wanting to talk about my dad. And I was like, my relationship with my dad is great. I I don't want to talk about my dad. I want to talk about how I kept dating this jerk. (laughs) And she finally was like, it doesn't matter who your dad is to you today. It was who your dad was to you when you were growing up. And our, our past impacts our present and can stop us from our future. If we don't look back and heal it. So when you don't heal your past, it haunts you. And mine was definitely haunting me in my dating life. So I became really, really committed to doing a lot of work. I did a ton of therapy. I've been to a lot of retreats and workshops and just worked on my my own self and my own story a lot. And the more and more I received breakthrough, the more I... I could see, oh my gosh, my friends are going through the same thing. And anytime I was honest about it online of, oh my gosh, I dated this total jerk and I don't even know why. And people just coming out of the woodworks and saying, oh my gosh, me too. I've done, I've been there. I've done the same thing. I've dated the same archetype of guy. Like, how do I break through that? And I think anytime a person has experienced freedom from something, if you're walking in freedom, first of all, you you can smell from a mile away when there's someone in the room who is struggling with the same thing you struggled with. And so I think for me, I realized, gosh, I have learned so much. I have grown so much. I 
now feel as though I can walk in my worth and I know what I want. I know what I deserve and all these things that felt confusing, like, oh my gosh, is it okay if I like a guy? Is it, if, is it okay if I feel turned on? How do I communicate that I'm interested in someone? Once I got so much clarity on that, I just felt as though, man, I want to share this with people. So they, they say some, I've heard it said, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. And so the more I started talking about it, I guess the more, the more people started rising to the surface. And I think it's, it's so true to the experience of life. We can feel so alone in our experiences and it just takes one person having the courage to say, I am struggling with whatever it is. I was struggling believing my worth. I was struggling dating guys that were emotionally unavailable and not good guys. And instead of hiding that in shame, once I brought that to the light, it was like I realized I wasn't in a dark room by myself. I was in a room full of people that were going through the same thing. It's just that someone needed to admit it first. And I'm not the first person that has ever admitted going through heartbreak and hard times. I'm not the first person that has ever done a love coaching or relationship coaching or anything like that. Um, but I, I think that's definitely why I wanted to do it. It was me working through my own story and then wanting to share the breakthrough and freedom that I experienced in my own life. You talked about relationship coaching and I was just wondering for those who don't know what is your definition of of relationship coaching or life coaching because I know it can vary depending on the person for sure I mean gosh I think a, a relationship coach or what I do is I get on calls with women and hear wherever they feel stuck whether wherever whatever part in their story they feel stuck or lack clarity i feel as though like my job is to come in to ask questions to help you identify where you feel stuck and then support you in moving forward with clarity and pointing you towards resources and active practical steps that you can take to walking in more freedom and walking in more wholeness i kind of view it as I'm not the expert. I am the older sister who has been down the block a few more times than you. And I want to walk with you and support you and help you gain clarity and walk in your worth and, uh, and hold your head high because navigating relationships and love and dating is hard at any time. And then add in, I don't know, a global pandemic social media, online dating, insecurities, past baggage, and it can just be a struggle fest. And I think we all could use help. We could all use support. So, you know, who needs relationship coaching? We all do. I have a relationship coach. We all, like, we all need support. I noticed you mentioned clarity a lot. I was just wondering why you think maybe clarity is really important when it comes to self-development or um, just continuing on with people's journeys and their lives. Yeah, for sure. I think clarity is so key really in every single area of our life. But if I, if I want to know how to walk out the present, I first have to know how I got here. So if I want to know how I got here, I have to look backwards. I have to say, okay, what did I learn 
from home, what I learned from family, what I learned from my friends, what did I learn from school, from church or religious institutions, what did I learn from culture, how did I get here right now, and then where am I going? We're all headed somewhere. Every decision or indecision, action or inaction are propelling us into a direction. What direction do you want to go in? What is your vision for your life, for your future, for your career, for your relationships, for your schooling, whatever it is? If I want to walk out today with clarity, and so that means absence of confusion, absence of uncertainty, being unstuck knowing what I want. All of that means I need to pause and look backwards to ask how I got here and then look forward to ask where is it that I really want to go so that in the present I can say, okay, so then how do I want to walk out today? Clarity helps us walk out today with integrity, with free free from confusion grounded in what it is that I want as opposed to being influenced by, oh man, well, I don't really know what I want. So whatever that person says, I'm just going to do what that person says. Clarity allows me to know who I am and know where I'm headed. So I think clarity, gaining clarity is one of the most important things we can do. And it's not a one and done thing. It's a constant checking in with myself of, Okay, just because I wanted something yesterday doesn't mean that I want it today. So let me check in with myself. Like, how do I feel about this? What do I want? Where am I headed? Wow, maybe I'm feeling like I'm struggling today. What's coming up for me? I think clarity um, can really, it just helps us walk out our lives with clarity. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. On the topic of clarity, I know you said, you spoke about like knowing exactly what you want and not being influenced by anybody else's desires. So would you say once you have clarity, you're more able to make those decisions for yourself and not really rely on other people, like the, like other narratives just kind of coming into your head? Because personally, I'm a very indecisive person. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm going to turn it to me. I'm an indecisive yeah, person, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, and half of the time, like, I don't even know what I want to eat. So I'm just like, you know what, just cook whatever you want to cook and I'll just eat it. So that's just like one example of that. But it kind of like trickles over into other parts of my life. So would you say like when you have more clarity, you're able to control more aspects of your life and not really feel as if you are just like going with the flow and is having clarity more important than just letting things happen like is it best to control more parts of your life other than just letting things happen and going with the flow so that's such a good question I'm so glad you asked it so clarity is not about control clarity is not about what can I do to wrap my fingers tightly around something and take control over it Clarity is about taking responsibility and taking ownership and and having agency over your life. So, for instance, about the food thing, sometimes I really don't care what I eat. But, you know, typically indecision 
there's something beneath that. Because often we know what we want if we pause long enough to really think about, you know what, actually, I really don't want Chinese food tonight. (laughs) I actually really want a sandwich or I'm really feeling a margarita, whatever it is. I think what makes me curious is, is the thing, what propels us to indecision? And I think often it's, whether it's maybe I don't want to make the wrong decision. Maybe I don't want to feel rejected. Maybe I don't want to seem bossy or needy or I want to be go with the flow. I don't want to seem controlling, whatever it is. However, like when I am indecisive, so here's an example. When, since we're talking about relationships, I dated this guy off and on for a long time. When I was in LA, he lived in New York, and I constantly felt conflicted about my relationship with him. But I didn't really want to make a decision, and I felt very indecisive about it. And so when I would plan a trip to New York, my mentor would be like, so what's your plan? Do you want to see him? Are you guys going to go on a date? Do you want to make out with him? And I would respond, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, you know, don't know anything about it. You know, it, I like, you know, I, I don't really know what I want, but I, you know, I don't think I want anything. And so I was not willing to do the work of really sitting with what was it that my heart really wanted. And then I would get to New York. We would run into each other at an event or at a restaurant And one thing would lead to another, we'd make out, hook up, whatever it was, and then I would feel guilty or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that again, he treats me poorly, I don't want to be with him. But it was like, oops, well, I wasn't planning that, so it was was almost like it gave me this out and I didn't have to take responsibility over it and I was almost a victim to my circumstances as opposed to... If I had been honest with myself before the trip, even though I, even though he treated me poorly, even though I knew he wasn't ready to be in a relationship, I still really liked him. And a part of me wanted him, even though I knew he wasn't what was best for me. But because I wasn't willing to acknowledge that, I allowed myself to get in situations with him. And then when things happened, I blamed it on the indecision. Or I blamed it on, oh, well, I wasn't like expecting that to happen. So I think clarity, having clarity isn't about me controlling a situation. It's about me saying I am worth spending time getting to know myself. Whether it's you're with friends and it's like, oh, what do you guys want for dinner tonight? And again, sometimes you really just don't care and that's fine. But I would say more often than not, we do have preferences or we do have, you know what? I really would like to get into Harvard, but if we admit that and that doesn't happen, it feels disappointing. So we'd rather kind of hide behind indecision or, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm just go with the flow type of girl, you know? And so when we do that, then it, we're kind of, it's like a self-preservation strategy so that we can protect ourselves from getting hurt. Because if we don't really say what we want, 
I think the belief is that it'll hurt less if I don't get it. And so for me, that's more so what I, what I think about clarity is clarity says I am worth having the thing that I really want, whether it's I am worth getting into Harvard or I am worth a guy asking me out and being his word and being an upstanding guy. I am worth the guy that I like liking me back. So I'm going to let myself hope for that. I'm going to let myself want those things. I'm going to let myself want the job that seems out of my reach. And I'm going to be clear about that because even if I don't get the thing I want, I'm still worthy of it. And so I think that more so clarity is owning your worth and taking responsibility for who you are and what you deserve. Oh my gosh, everything you've been saying just been touching my heart. Yeah, Thank you admitting. for that. <laughs> <laughs> but where does this clarity come from? Where is it supposed, like, where do you, I feel like that's my problem. My problem is, I don't know, I feel like I should be having a plan. Mm. And I just don't know where that plan is supposed to come from. <laughs> yeah. Well, so for what? What do you feel like you want to have a plan for? Just maybe for my life. Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but my life. <laughs> okay. Um, I, Maybe more so of what I want to be spending the bulk of my time with in terms of work and what I'm passionate about. I mm. Just with everything that's been going on, I feel like I used to be in love with international affairs mm. and international relations. And just this just dawned on me like yesterday, which is crazy, but the way that you know international stuff has been happening and things like that and all these international organizations have been obsessed with and mm. wanting to put all my love into they just are not something that i can because they're not they're not present they're not there so mm. it's more so of like pivoting and i i used to be passionate about that but i'm not so where do i go from here like where's the clarity yeah you know i'm interested in global health but then i i just it seems like it's hard is it too late mm. to go into that route, things like that. I don't know. It's Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think, especially where you guys, you guys are your third year in college, right? Yes, correct. Right. Yep, we're so deep. how, you're deep, you're deep. How old are you both? We're both I'm 20. 20. I turned 20 this year. Kara's turning 21 this year. My sister's well, 20. I'm I have a 20 year old sister. Oh my gosh. Oh. I, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. There's a difference between where you guys are at and I'm at, right? I mean, I have lots of clarity in my life and how I got clarity was by living my life. And part of it was by, I think what I experienced, what I felt when I was 20 years old is that I had to have the next 20 years all figured out. Oh, and, that's how it feels. Oh, yeah. It's kind of scary. It I is. remember I called Ozzy yesterday. It's like, what are what are we going to do after college? I like, know. Where do you want to live? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, first of all, that's so normal and it's so valid. And I really dislike how the pressure that college counselors, career coaches put on high school and college students, they make you feel like, by the time you're 10 years old, if you don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life, you're totally screwed and God forbid you get to college and choose a major and it doesn't work for you and you've wasted all this time. I think the first thing to remember is there's no such thing as wasted time. There's no such thing as wasted time. The only way I could have found out 
that like my calling is to speak to women about worth was to go through every step that I did. I needed to get that Bible major in college, even though I, it's 15 years later and I'm finally using it for my job. But I graduated and was like, man, I totally messed up. I did the wrong thing because now I'm in the nonprofit world. And then I did the nonprofit stuff and it was my life and social justice and advocacy was my life. And then I took a huge turn and got into the photography world. And, and, and you could have looked at that and been like, wow, what a waste of time for doing the nonprofit world. And then before that, what a waste of time. You should have gone to like photography school, whatever. But I never would have even been able to do photography if I hadn't worked for the nonprofit where I worked with a bunch of other creatives. And I never would have even met my future boss if I hadn't been between nonprofit jobs. And so part of getting to know your calling and your purpose and having clarity in that is by trying things out. I moved to New York to be an editorial photographer and I didn't know that I didn't want to be a big schmancy editorial photographer until I was a couple years in in New York City and realized, actually, like, I don't like this. And I want to put my heart and soul into the refined woman. So that could have been like, oh, what a failure. Gosh, you're wasting all this time. No, I needed to do that because if I didn't do that, I would have always wondered. And I have no regrets. Like, I went a hundred percent into photography and I still do photography. I'm so grateful for it, but you get clarity by trying something. So maybe it's okay. I feel really curious about global health. Try it out, get an internship, get a job for a few years doing global health. If that's not what you want to do, you'll get clarity about that. And that will be the stepping stone to the next part of your life. I'm 35 and I feel like I'm kind of just hitting a stride in my career. And I've been doing my career for almost 15 years now, but I feel in my spirit, things are about to change. I think I'm about to go through another big shift, whether that is a relationship or another pivot in my career. I think the thing to remember is I, like, there is no such thing as failure. Every thing, every moment is an opportunity for growth if we choose it to be. So show up with curiosity in your life. You know, okay, you're in this major, you're three years in, you're not sure if you're going to like it, stick with it and try it out. Like, I think life is, when we were kids, we, you know, when I was a kid, we played dress up. My mom would buy all these clothes from garage sales for a dollar and we would, you know, I'm going to be a doctor. You know, you don't tell a kid, well, I mean, maybe you shouldn't play dress up doctor because you know how hard it is to get in medical school and you know, you might fail. So you definitely shouldn't do it. No, let the kid play doctor. Like, I think it would really serve us if we let ourselves play a little bit, try things on, try on the global health thing. See if that works. See if you like it. Try if that doesn't work. You don't have to do that for the rest of your life. You're allowed to change your mind. You have the permission to change your mind. Thank you for tuning into part one of this series. Stay tuned for part two coming next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the UNI podcast. If you love this episode as much as we did, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our show notes for all of our links, including our Cheers to Better You guide and workbook. 
New episodes drop every week on Monday. We can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll talk soon. Bye.